If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's shocking. It's, um, it's stunning because this is a quiet neighborhood. So we don't normally see anything like this. I've never seen this before. I was so shocked. I only see movements and they're moving somebody into the ambulance and that was look like the child. I feel so uncomfortable and I feel disturbed. Yet another horrific case of domestic murder uh, overnight in a family home in Brampton. A mother and father dead. A child uh, suffering stab wounds. In an illustration, he fought for his life and a little three-year-old girl who ran to a neighbor's for help. And I'm sure in time we will find out what led to this, you know, horror. There will be many, many red flags that wave. But it is one of a, a, this is one of a string of domestic violence cases that to me suggests we are starting to go the wrong way. Because just last week we heard the horrifying story of a mom uh, of eight kids stabbed to death in her workplace. Her son now charged with murder. Two weeks ago a brain surgeon was convicted of killing his wife. And today in an Ajax court, a man was sentenced to life for killing his pregnant wife and their unborn child. These headlines aren't new. It's just, it's 2019. Why are we still hearing about this kind of stuff? I want to bring Isabel Grant into the conversation. She is a law professor with the University of British Columbia and also an expert on the issue of domestic violence against women by men. Hi, good to have you, Ms. Grant. Thank you for having me. I mean, I would like to tell you I'm shocked to hear the headlines, but I'm not. I'm just surprised that we're hearing so many in the year 2019. Why do we seem to still see so many of these? I mean, I guess I would throw that question back at you and ask, why wouldn't we, in the sense that this has been a long-standing problem in all communities across this country, all classes, all races, all um, context that you could imagine, and we really haven't seen any kind of systematic or systemic approach to to trying to reduce this problem in a serious way. So I think as long as we do nothing and treat these cases as sort of isolated incidents and um, aberrations where just a particular relationship has gone wrong, instead of seeing these as a systemic part of the problem of violence against women, we will not see a reduction in these cases. And, and I guess I just want to add that you mentioned that we'll hear a lot, of, a lot more about this case. My worry is that we won't hear a lot more about this case because uh, where the perpetrator commits suicide along with, with murder, those are the cases we tend not to hear about. Right. And that we tend not to learn the details about, and and they just kind of disappear until the next one comes into our attention. So I think until we start treating this as a systemic part piece of the bigger piece of violence against women in this culture, um, we we will not see these numbers go down. I mean, I've been covering these kinds of cases for decades now, and every time we hear one, it's high profile. You you get the thoughts and the prayers. You'll get the the flowers being dropped off the teddy bears, and then you'll get these calls for change. And every time, you know, we think they're going to happen. And I think 
you know, I say, why is it still happening in 2019? Because I'm looking back to the last 20 years and thinking we've had the education campaigns. We should have um, more resources available than any before. We know that there are shelter systems in place, but for whatever reason, we're still coming up short. Well, I guess I would challenge, too, that there are shelter systems in place when you look at provincial governments like the one in Ontario now that is consistently cutting funding for for women's shelters. And and I think that we often ask the wrong question, which is why aren't these women leaving these relationships? And in fact, what you see if you look at the data is that women who do leave relationships are also at a heightened risk of violence, that many women are killed precisely because they leave. So um, in terms of what we do about a society where violence against women isn't seen as a serious threat to everybody. Um, I mean, just last year in Toronto, you had a case of a man driving his van down the street targeting mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, if that had been targeting a religious minority or a racial minority, we would have seen that as a hate crime and we would have dealt with it accordingly. You don't see that response where women are targeted. And in many of these examples involving killings in the family context, you see that it really is a part of a bigger pattern of violence against women, and it's not just an individualized phenomenon. And, and women who leave these relationships also know that their children are in danger, um, their family members are in danger. So. Just having a shelter system, while I think it's really important for women to have a safe place to go, is only a small part of the overall changes that we need. I mean, right now in British Columbia Supreme Court, there's a trial going on of a of a man who murdered his two children mm-hmm. after yep. his wife had gone through this is the all the proper yeah. processes of, of separating from her husband and getting a custody agreement in place and having a third party drop off the children, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not, I think we have to ask not, not why women aren't getting away from these relationships, but why men are continuing to think the violence against women, and particularly women that they purport to love, um, is an acceptable response. Yeah, and I know that the police are understaffed and under-resourced, but I I would think at this point in time, at some point, that they would be better in responding to these. And yet, you know, we just had a headline uh, a couple of days ago where a woman had reported it, documented it, taken video footage of her injuries over time, and the police couldn't really do much about it. And, of course, the guy took off halfway across the country and was, you know, later arrested. But, again, she did everything she had to do to get through it. And, again, it was by grace of God that somehow he got picked up. And I'm not even, I don't know that case, so I'm not familiar with why is it the police could do nothing if she's documenting injuries committed by this person. I don't accept that as a premise, that the police could do nothing. In many, many of these cases, not all of them, but in many of them, there is a history of domestic violence, and there's a history of police involvement with the family that has resulted in um, often the men being put right back into the home with with the the person against whom he is he is demonstrating violence, um, so I think the police response is a big part of it, and intervening sooner, intervening as soon as we have information that a particular woman has been subjected to violence or to a form of the kind of coercive control by men that we see in these cases that lead to homicide. Yeah, it's a very tragic circumstance, and uh, I'd like to say it won't happen again, but. Sadly, it will happen again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Until we until we really treat this with the level of seriousness it deserves. Thank you so much for joining us, Isabel. I very much appreciate it. 
Thanks very much for having me. That is Isabel Grant, a professor at the U of, uh, University of British Columbia and an expert on this particular area. It is just unfortunate. And again, um, we will see the sign. There'll be some kind of sign that someone will say, why didn't this story get out or why didn't this woman get help? And by the time that message gets out, she's dead. And those poor children will have to live with this. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point on Global News Radio.